This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Matt, uh, free agency right around the corner. Yeah. Um, when we come back on Monday. Um, hot and heavy. It'll be hot and heavy. The uh, We'll be into the legal tampering period. That's which... so weird to me, but uh, <laughs> side note, yeah. <laughs> legal tampering. Like nobody's talking now. You yeah. Know, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, and pro days heating up this week. We started yeah. to see uh, that that really start to kick off here. And, a lot of, course, of roster moves around the league. Too. Roster moves happening like crazy. Of course, yep. today the Steelers are bringing B.J. Finney in to kick the tires. They're expected to sign him, mm-hmm. uh, which would take uh, – again, it goes back to what we've always talked The Steelers like to have a potential starter or a starter in place at every position – when they go into the draft. Yes. So they don't have to draft somebody at that spot. I think that's one of Kevin's biggest strengths throughout this whole tenure is he, he can put out a, a serviceable team that you can compete with on the morning of the draft, you know, and and therefore sure you have a draft plan as always, but you don't have to do something. Yeah. That's how you make bad decisions. With the signing of Finney and assuming that gets done here Mm -hmm. soon, um, then you're looking at left tackle and running back really is the only two spots that uh, – There's not a starter. There's not a starter, yeah. So I think we agree on this, but do you see Finney as a starter? Yeah, I think, you know, if if you had to go into the season with B.J. Finney as your starter, maybe you draft one and not in the second round or, mm-hmm. or you don't have to do that now. Um, you know, maybe you use a third or fourth round pick on a center – and developmental you know, guy yeah developmental guy mm-hmm. maybe at some point during the season that guy gets the mm-hmm. opportunity and, and, and passes Finney if that happens great if not they're 11 and 2 when BJ Finney starts <laughs> right he has a track record I have mixed feelings on that I mean could they still add a quote starter that's a little bit bigger money and Finney's sure. your swing guy you yeah know, I think that's still a possibility or certainly to our original point Landon Dickerson happens to fall Boom! You grab him, and right. Finney's your fourth guy. You know or you, I mean? you know, Quinn Miners is there in the fourth round, or yeah, something right, like that. Right. You know, I mean, he's a perfect example that might not start. Or, you know, week one, maybe you go get does. Green from Illinois, and you say, "Okay, we want you to do nothing but work at center. Mm-hmm. We play on you being our future center." And yeah, we know you can play it. guard. That's the easy part. Mm-hmm. We want you to. We want you to be a center here, and learn that position. And now you're the swing guy, and maybe eventually you replace. Yeah. Finney at some point. So, I mean, I don't think Finney's the entire answer to the pro- to the puzzle. No, you no. Know, it's not going to be Finney and Haas as their only two centers on opening Absolutely day. Absolutely not. Right. That That's not going to be the case. And that, you know, to me, I mean, this is just a no-brainer signing. Right, this like, is just an easy one. Yeah. It's, he's familiar. Um, he enjoyed being here. You liked having him here. And he plays all three positions. You love having that swing guy no matter what. I mean, he was valuable in that capacity when Pouncey was 100% healthy. So, yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, knows the system. I mean, you're not you're not reinventing the wheel here. You're right, you're right. I mean, and I don't care that things didn't work out with him in C- in Seattle, mm-hmm. and there were extenuating circumstances yeah, in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get traded for it mid season, and then you know three weeks after he got traded for, 
he, he gets COVID. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't going to play. You know that that's. Yeah, I don't know if anybody realized that part of it. You know, because uh, you know I've already been asked, is he still the same player that when he left? I think the answer is yes. I mean, I it's haven't year studied ago. ever since. It's only a year ago. <laughs> he got four million dollars a year last year in free agency. He right. Suddenly become a bad player, and that's actually was the crime here. I mean, the thing that why he became available is Seattle gave him too much money. You know, he became yeah. a cap casualty because, as often happens in free agency, somebody overpays for somebody, and you realize you'd rather have the cap space than the player. Well, they and they traded him for Carlos Dunlap. Then, then, exactly. Yeah. You know, they, it's not like they just, it, you know, Seattle said, ah, we're going to get rid of this guy because we don't want him, and mm-hmm. we'll take a seventh-round pick next year. Right, right, they right. were trading for Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap, who we're trying to win now with at a need position. And Cincinnati looked at Finney as an asset. It wasn't a throw-in or something. Right. They valued him at that point. Then he gets COVID and he gets out of shape and all these things too that I don't think exactly are his fault. Yeah. So, so no, it's an easy pickup to me. Yeah. uh, He's familiar with the system. He's familiar working next to David DeCastro. Sure. Uh, There's a lot to to like about that. Um, He certainly fits in. The Lions finally cut Jesse James as well. Yeah. And I don't know if the Steelers go down that road, but certainly he would be a guy that would that would would fit into what they need. Right. Um, Right. I think he's one of eight to ten tight ends that yeah. would fit the bill, but he's the one that's most familiar, obviously, from around here. Maybe you get him a little cheaper. Who knows? Yeah, I do think, and maybe this would apply to James if they called him right now. People would be smart that get cut to take deals while they can now before yeah. free agency hits. Yeah. You know, like we're seeing a lot of these got Mark Ingram, a lot of these guys signed that got cut. I would take the first offer I get almost. Yeah, don't you wait. Don't I mean? wait because the longer you wait, the, the yeah. less the money is going to be. Yeah, and maybe you just uh, you're at least guaranteeing yourself a spot. Oh, I got a spot to I work. Know who my team is because so this is going to be a big musical chairs week. The next two two three weeks is going to be. And if you miss out a little, then all of a sudden teams are like, "Well, we only have three million cap. We'll give you a league minimum." Yeah, you know? the guys who are really going to be up against it are the guys who get cut. After free agency or after the draft, absolutely. Um, you know that's where you, that's why Ray Ray McLeod signed the deal that he did. Ray Ray McLeod <laughs> exactly Good could point. like the, the Steelers weren't going to pick up his restricted free agent contract. They weren't going to okay. pay him two point nine million dollars. No, sure, sure, or two point one if they just you know put the low end tender on him. But so he would have been a free agent. He would have been a free agent starting agent. next week. A restricted, you don't have to pick up. You right, can just say well, you're off on your own. Best of luck. Um. You know, but he doesn't want to be in that position. He was in that position last year and didn't get signed. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. And he's not noticeably better all of a sudden. Right. He, I mean, yeah, he's got more tape now. Mm-hmm. And he did a nice job at times returning, the, you know, in returns sure. and stuff last and year. It might be a suitor, but that's not any team's top priority. Yeah, You're finding him. Hey, hey, we need to get a kick returner. Right. Well, you can do that in the draft. And we'll get a six-round pick. Yeah. Right. And there's a million receivers in this draft, and he's not a special – route runner or anything like that either. I mean, he is what he is, and he's yeah. useful. But, um, you know, I'm sure Matt Canada is excited to work with him, and he's going to be the returner here most gives likely. Gives you an again. option there, at it least. Gives you an option, yeah. right. And, again, I think that's a smart move. So, if I am Jesse James, maybe I'm calling the Steelers saying, I'd love to come home. Let's knock this out. I'll make it, a, you know, right up your alley. I just want to find a home before free agency starts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that would be smart. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, we're getting closer and closer um, I don't know if the Lions did him any favors by releasing him today or last yesterday, I should say. True. If you're going to cut him, cut him, you know, th- two weeks ago. You wonder, did his agent know this was coming all along? I mean, it, it's not a hard one to figure out after drafting Hawkinson, a new staff, over another one you you overpaid for him than in square yeah. one to begin with, you know. But 
I'd be interested. Uh, we're seeing some other stuff happening and happening around the league. The Patriots re-signed Cam Newton. It's curious. That surprised me. Yeah. He was terrible last year. I don't know that he is terrible, but he was terrible last year. He some was terrible guys, with the with the receivers that they did not have. The worst, and they haven't gotten better the there. League. I assume they they're not gonna get worse. <laughs> I, I mean, the worst group of pass catchers in the league. But boy, he missed a lot of throws. He came out after having COVID and said that really affected me, and I kind of brushed it off like that's nah, an excuse for being terrible, but. Maybe it really affected him. I, I mean, I don't know. They uh, were close with him. They know. That's fine. But he started off. He was bad before that. Yeah. He okay. started off okay. Like the first yes. couple first couple weeks, he, oh, hey, look, Cam Newton looks better. Mm-hmm. It got worse as the season went on. Much. So if, if it was a COVID effect, you would have thought that would have gone the other way. He would have started off slowly and gotten better as the season went on. Not the other well, way around. I thought around. he got it like midway through the season. I thought he was No, he was like pass. three weeks into the season. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I am not making excuses for him because he was bad. But I would think sort of in, well, not like in a Steelers sort of way, but I mean, when I read that, I thought, are they done? Are they going to get somebody else? Are they going to live with Cam? See, everything I've read is that, that this does not take them out of the quarterback market. I still think they draft one. See, I think that would be the plan, too. Yeah. That's the conclusion I came to is you go with Cam – with intention of trying to get Lance or Fields or another athletic I think they looked at what was on the market mm-hmm. right now or what's going to be on the market and said, these guys aren't better than Cam. Do I want to give up a second-round pick for Jimmy? Yeah. You know, or... Sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. Or, right, you know, right, 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 right. Nah, we, we know this guy. He can hold down the fort for us. We think he's better than he showed. Apparently, the personality fit was good. You know, him and the team got along really well. And I think it's pretty clear that they want an athlete there now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they got to get better around him. I mean, yeah. we, when we had that Mike, give him much the Mike Leach uh, chart last week, they were thirtieth in in receivers, talent, and yeah, yeah, yeah no, across the board, team, whole team. The offensive line looks like it's fine, but they probably won't do anything at running back. But does it because they're getting rid of the center and, and guard? I mean, well, they they traded for Brown and Cannon comes back from uh, okay. COVID and or from what's he going to look like? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Tooney's going to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know that that's necessarily making them better on the offense. Yeah, line. I thought the line was fine though last year. I bet they'll. I'm not real worried about their line. Their skill positions are awful. Just terrible. Yeah, maybe the worst in the league. I think they are the worst in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah really bad. Um, the North. Uh, well, a lot of people yesterday. Mike Tomlin, uh, Kevin Colbert, and Matt Canada were at the Clemson mm-hmm. pro day. Uh, of course. Uh, you know, we saw Travis Etienne work out. Yeah, well, uh, he was like, one of them. They had Carmen, the left tackle. He uh, actually had a back issue, so he did not. Yeah, he had back but he surgery, was there. But they, he was there, of course. Yeah. And they have two receivers of interest. Rogers is the most notable one. I'm sure the Steelers are interested in all those guys. Yeah, the the workouts. Um, Carmen came in at six four and seven eight. So just yeah, a, just a shade yeah, under. Yeah, shade under six five. Short for tackle. Yeah, three seventeen. Um, so he's big enough. He's big enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ATN came in at 5'10", 215. A little bit bigger than what everybody thought he was. The report I got about that from people that were there said most people thought he played around 205 and that he would run under clearly under a 4'4 flat at that weight. 
he chose to add 10 pounds of muscle and still ran basically a 4-4 four, four flat or 4 Yeah, four, he, one. They t- the, the Clemson official, their their timings had him at 4-4-1 four, four, and 4-4-3. Four, four, okay. That's okay. plenty fast enough. I mean, he's fast, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's fast. No, no question about it. More importantly, his his uh, his cones, uh, his, his splits on those were 1-5-6 and 2-5-3. Mm, okay. If you look at Amari Rogers, who's similar size, yeah, Roger, he's a the wide receiver, receiver right. his were one six seven and two six six. Okay. So he corners well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, he. I, I do think there's a misconception about ATN that he's just a straight line burner. Yeah. He does change directions well. He breaks down space, corners well. Uh, I think it's a good move for him. I mean, one thing I wanted to mention though, just because those three from the Steelers organization were there doesn't mean he's tops on their board or they're going to take no. him or trade up for him or, you know, there's a lot to be had at a pro day. It's the Clemson pro day. It's the Clemson pro day. Yeah. And one thing that's really missed from the, the scouting year is you don't talk to other scouts. There's no, th- those are like sewing circles of gossip at pro days. You know, everyone's yeah. This is one of those situations where if and... you look at who Clemson played last year mm-hmm. as well, uh, because they, they uh, there was a report out there where Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert were talking a lot with Dabo Sweeney. Okay. I bet. Dabo, who's the best player the... you played against last year? Sure, what would you think things. of this guy? Right, right. You know, Absolutely. I mean, that, there's so much to be had with that just – Sitting there, you know, chewing the fat, chatting with people. I mean, going to a restaurant after or whatever, you know, that just was missing this year. Or even the area scouts, they can pretend like they're opposing with the other teams. But when they're in the same area and there's no one else to talk to and you sit there, West Virginia for the day, you're going to get to be buddies with some of these guys. Hey, yeah. let's go get a beer afterwards. Or whatever. You know, I and again, that's tomorrow, that's where right? you get the, hey, who was the best guy you played against? Like, or, or, yeah. Who couldn't you block? Or, or, or I mean, I'm just yeah. even talking about two scouts from from – Different teams, the yeah. Eagles and Steelers, and right. they're chatting, going, "I don't know about this linebacker from LSU." Yeah, I'm having the same problem. Watch the Clemson game; it'll help you. You know, I mean, those right. type of things. Like, not all that was missing this year, and that's that's important stuff. Now, uh, ATN only had a vertical jump of 33 and a half inches. Mm. Is that concerning at all? Slightly. That surprised me. It's the first I've heard that. Yeah. I would have guessed he would have been a 38er. Yeah, you'd like to see 36 or above. Because mm-hmm. he is an explosive yeah. guy. I mean, now, but he had 10-8 on the, on the broad jump, which is pretty, pretty good. Far. Yeah. I mean, he did add 10 pounds of muscle. I mean, it's more more to get off the ground. But that's surprising me. I bet he's not happy with that. No. Um, Cornell Powell, one of their other receivers, was 36 and a half and, and did a 10-8 on the did broad he? jump. I don't know um, how much you know about him, but I've done a little, little uh, on him lately. He's a big, pretty looking, yeah. big body. He's, he's, he came in at six foot two oh four. Okay, I guess he's also a very good special teamer, gunner, tough guy. Yeah. You know, didn't have as easy a path as T Higgins and some of the people in front right. of him. Again, know? you kind of get buried a little bit there. Heck yeah. Um, right. I also read that some teams wanted to see uh, Amari Rogers work out as a running back. I've heard that too. I, he's, I, I mean, he's, he's got this. He came in at five nine and, and uh, four eighths, so or five nine, so five nine four, mm-hmm. so a half or whatever. Yeah, and two hundred twelve pounds. So he's got the running back physique. Mm-hmm. And he's really not much different than ATM, like you mentioned. Right. Yeah. Walking in the room, um, different. You know, he just he ran a four five one. Um, I, I mean, I guess you can hand him the ball. He ha- he has some Debo Samuel like yeah. qualities. I mean, I'm sure. 
the Matt Canada's of the world look at him and say, I'll give it to him on a jet sweep or right. line him up. You know, That's the thing, you know, like just because Canada, and the, you know, and, and Colbert and Tomlin were there. Well, Jackson Carmen's a day two pick. Well, they're all offensive guys we're talking Amari about. Amari Rogers right. is, is a, you know, third or fourth round pick. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, he, can learn a lot about these guys. Yeah, ATN is there. That's fine. He's sure. He's a first round pick, but there's other guys. Well, you're only allowed to put three from your organization there, right? Why take the defensive coordinator? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're all offensive guys we're talking about. Yeah, right. And it's Clemson. It's the biggest, one of the three or four biggest programs in the in the nation. I bet Kevin and Coach Tomlin are going to be at Alabama's too, and Ohio State. I'd States. be willing to bet. Yeah, yeah, and Notre Dame's, and you know, like I mean, all the big ones. Now, if they if, if they would happen to show up, like today is North North Dakota State's pro day. That's a little. more. If they show up there, that's a little different. That's they've a got different. two guys. They have two guys, and sure, you'd love to have either one of those guys, but you can only be so many places. You prioritize yeah. where you need to be, but you're going to go to Clemson. You know what, folks? They're going to be at Clemson's next year too. I don't even know who's coming out. No idea. Be at but they'll be there. They'll be at Alabama. They'll be at <laughs> yes. Ohio State. Yes. Maybe absolutely. Michigan. No, no question. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe they do like ATN more than Williams or Harris, and that I would understand be, that. If but. that were the case, that would be a bit of a step outside of the norm. Stan Saverin was just asking me that. You know, like, do you think Matt Canada really likes ATN? I'm like, yes. I mean, maybe yeah. that would be Canada's vote. I mean, I can see him on jet motions and things like that. And he's a weapon, and he's explosive. But the Rooney's still own the team. You still play in the AFC North. The weather is what it is. You're going to have a defense. You're going to hopefully play with leads and close people out in four-minute drills. Big backs are... Yeah. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. I mean, he's a really good player. He's just not that guy, you know. And uh, the track record before Matt Canada ever showed up is pretty strong of big physical backs around here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't I mean, think that's going to... You know, when they had Willie Parker, um, A, they didn't draft him. And they, they got locked into him. Here, do you want right. Willie Parker for free? Yeah, right. Right, we'll take him, sure. And, they, you know, early in his career, they had... You know, Willie Parker would run the ball, and Jerome Bettis would close it out. Yeah, right, right, or, right. You know, they Bernard had some, they right, had yeah. somebody else there to work with him. Now, maybe, maybe this shows that they, uh, you know, if they would happen to draft Travis Atn, well, uh, that would be an alarm bell for me. They feel, they feel better about Benny Snell than we do. Then, as a closer, yeah, or yes, that's a good point. That's actually what I told Stan too. Is like, unless I, if I felt better about Snell, sure, nice compliment to that, or. If they have a free agent on the hook, that's a bigger back, right? You know, or they think Connor can be healthy from now on. <laughs> you know, yeah, funny, you know, but you know, something like that. But you can't stand alone and say ATN is going to be your your bell cow. Yeah, because the other thing that he doesn't do well that the other two guys do is pass protection. It's, it's pass protection, right? Yeah, and, and that's going to that's going to be an issue for him. It's funny. I keep going about the stand conversation. He said, "Well, he's kind of short. Does that worry you?" And I said. I haven't. I don't know if he protects well or not. I know the other two do, and Williams is great at it. But short guys have a tough time in protection. Yeah, you know, short backs are fine. There's a lot of successful yeah. short backs, but he's short the same arm. height as Javante Williams. We'll see what the, uh, Javante Williams comes in at. But they mm-hmm. listed him at five ten. Javante Williams punishes people. Loves it in pass protection. Yeah, he loves it. I mean, he's so good at. It. I'm actually writing an article about him and Carter right now, and I hadn't co- totally realized this till you really dig in. Carter got put on the bench. On receiving downs yeah. for that reason. And he's like the best receiving back in the trap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it says a lot about Williams. Yeah. You know, I mean, because of protection. And Williams is a very capable receiver, too. But he took over the passing down duties as the season went on. 
For Michael Carter. Yeah, I mean, because he punished people. on right. Like, you could find tape of him just pass protecting. Right, right, right. And right. just and it's burying great. guys. I think he's the best one to draft at it. He might be the best one I've seen doing it in a couple of years. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. No doubt about it. Uh, real quick about Rodgers, too. He He's interesting for the Steelers, too, to me. The Clemson kid. Yeah. I think he's a slot. I don't think yeah, he's an I outside think so. the numbers guy. But he's physical, and he has some juju to him. I mean, good after the catch, too. Has some drops here and there, but he's a – I mean, they could be look considering ETN in the first round. They could be considering Carmen in the second. They could be considering Rodgers in the third. Yeah. Or if any of them falls around later than that, they could be Steelers. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, again, I'll, I'll mention this. Uh, we mentioned it before, uh, but Rodgers' father is T. Higgins. T- T. Martin. Or T. Martin, I yeah, should yeah, say. Yeah. T. Martin. Right. T. T. Higgins would really be something. Uh, T. <laughs> T. Uh, T. Martin. So there, there is a Steeler, you know. Oh, there's a connection. There's a connection yeah. there that, uh, you know, maybe you look at as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, just because they show up at one of these big schools like this, where that's you where you're going to go. Year? Where do you expect yeah. them to go? You're right. going to go to LSU. You're going to go to, you know. Yeah, they're going to be at Ohio State, too. Places where they have 10 prospects. Yeah. And, and, not, and not just for this year, but next year. Like, and, you could be sitting there talking to Dabo Sweeney and say, who you got next year? Oh, right. You know. Right. And you're talking to your buddies around the league in person, and they're telling you stuff. Hey, we don't need a quarterback, but you should look at this guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's still people. I mean, it's not like we everyone secrets and don't tell anyone anything. Even <laughs> I mean, the Browns and Steelers might not trade stuff, but, you know. Yeah, so uh, don't get too caught up in that. Um, no. Yes, it, it is important to know where they show up at, but it's not the, well, they're, they're automatically going to draft Travis ATN no matter what. No. No, right, that's exactly not the that. case. Right. Without question. I'm interested where they send Canada, and I don't know if we'll get all that information, you know, but it'll be probably to Bama, probably to North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, know? right. I mean, the, sure. Those kind of places. Without you know, question. Maybe they don't have to send, they probably don't have to send him to Maryland. Maybe he wants to go to Maryland, though. Mm-hmm. You know, places like that where he's been. Sure, and he um, knows people. Yeah, he can pull up someone aside and ask him. But uh, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. We'll continue to watch this as the pro days continue to, to tick off here. I, I did see Trey Lance uh, his measurements. He's not running today. Which, He's not running today, which is kind of disappointing. His hands came, I think, nine and a quarter inch hands. Wow, I expected him to have big hands. Just yeah. watching him on tape, big strong hands. That's a little small. Yeah, but he has played in the. I mean, he played He's in cold some weather. weather. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, I had a good conversation on my podcast today about him not running the 40 because some people made a stink about it. I think Brian Baldinger came out and, you should compete. We know he's fast. Right. I mean, he's he's a, a good runner for quarterback. What we, we don't it. know is how fast he is because a lot of the guys that he was playing against were not nearly sure, as sure. good athletes as he is. Like, is he Clemson, Alabama fast? Is he, mm-hmm. you know, North Dakota State fast? But if I were him... And, that, and folks, Lamar Jackson didn't, he didn't run, run a board yeah. either. Like I bet Lamar. But was I knew already, Lamar was fast because you watched him in Louisville. You right, watched right. him compete against those bigger schools, and they couldn't catch him. And I bet Lamar actually had a worry. Like if I run a four three, someone's going to make me a damn receiver. <laughs> well, that was his concern. <laughs> right, right. I, that was I, that I was his concern. Well. Yeah. Um, I don't think Lance has that issue. But if I were Lance or Lance's agent, and this is probably true anyways, I would tell every team I didn't run a forty because I was not wasting a minute of my day to work on my start. I'm working on my drops and my quarterback yeah. stuff, you know. Like, but even at that, if he run, goes out and runs a four six, fine. Is, is anybody going to be upset? No, no it's plenty fast run, enough for a quarterback. Don't run a four eight because <laughs> we think you're fast. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't spend any time in my forty if I were him. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but uh, you know, this information is going to continue to trickle out here over the and it's official. The Steelers have signed B.J. Finney. So we oh, can, good. We can. Go I think it's a great signing. That. Absolutely. I mean, it costs it just you. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
cost you very little to do it, and why not? Yeah. If Jesse James is next, great. I, I think that'd be fine. But this one makes more sense to me and will help you absolutely. more. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, that's going to do it for this segment. Uh, so for uh, for Matt, for Jacob Breck here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs>